0: let's talk about that speech with claire and rachel let's talk about that speech with claire and rachel
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Let's Talk About Speech podcast. We are Rachel and Claire, and we are so excited to start this episode with you guys. Um, Before we do, we just want to say thank you for the wonderful response we got out of our Let's Play episode. We learned a lot about you guys and about what you were looking for and what kind of toys you use, and we just love hearing from you. So thank you so much. As far as this episode goes, we're really excited to do something kind of Similar to our previous episode. Um, In the Let's Play episode, we talked a lot about the preschoolers and really younger kids doing a play based therapy approach. And in this episode, we are looking at the older kids. So, more so like fourth grade and up, I would say maybe a little bit earlier, but um, we're also looking at those junior high and high school kids and how to keep them motivated. When we asked you guys on Instagram and got your poll, it looks like you work with a combination of younger kids, Older kids, and then some of you with adults, but the overall consensus was that it is harder to keep older kids engaged, and we feel the same way. So, we brought in the expert, uh, Hallie Sherman. She is the founder of Speech Time Fun. She has a blog, a website, awesome Instagram, um, and a Teachers Pay Teacher store where she makes a lot of materials for these older kids um, that makes it really fun for them to come to speech therapy. So So we're really excited to hear from her. So This week, we have Hallie Sherman as our special guest on the podcast, and we are so excited to talk to her. We are going to be talking all about engaging older students, which runs perfectly because last week, we talked so much about the little ones, and don't worry, we didn't forget the older kids. That's really important, too, and we know a lot of you guys work with those older um, kid populations, so we're excited to hear from Hallie, and Hallie, welcome. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so I guess, can you just give us a little bit of your background and your experience and your what your caseload looks like and your work setting?
2: Sure. So when I graduated from my master's program, I jumped right into a leave replacement um, in an elementary school. And the job market at that time in New York was it was hard to find a school based job, and it still is, so I was hopping from job to job, and I had experience from because of that I've experienced from working with preschool through high school um and then after that jumping around, I've been now in my current position in a fifth and sixth grade school for this is my eleventh year there uh-huh. um and went yeah, so when I first started working with the older students, there was no Pinterest there was no <laughs> there was like. There was teachers pay teachers, but SLPs were not using it. Um, Like that was, there was no like Google, like, yes, there was super duper, but that was not necessarily appropriate for older students. Mm -hmm. So I found myself like finding ESL resources or reading teacher resources or just using what the classroom teachers were using because that's all I had. And there was no one to ask there was no that wasn't what I was taught in grad school and I felt like I was just like shooting in the dark like let me just try to do anything just to get through the day whether or not it was really making a difference who knows and I hated that feeling I didn't feel (laughs) like I was using like all that grad school education and, and right. loans I was paying off every month for a purpose <laughs> and that's when I was like okay that's got I got to do something different and that was when I finally started staying in my steady position I was like okay I'm here now I'm no longer looking for a job like I, I now need to like make this work mm-hmm. and I started testing things out I started Asking more questions, speaking to teachers, speaking to the reading teachers, speaking to the ESL teachers. Like, what are you guys doing there? Like, and then I'm like, okay, well, it's similar to me, but not really. Like, so if these kids are getting exposed to ESL, you know, all these different people, Mm -hmm. if they come to me, should I be doing the same? Probably not. Mm -hmm. So that's when I started testing different things, trying out different learnings, teaching styles. And that's when I saw progress. That's when I saw student happiness and motivation. Once I felt more confident in myself and what I was doing that's when I stopped having those kids where you're like, thank God, this this session's only 30 minutes. Like I've had those, where like, you know, right before they walked in, you gave like yourself that pep talk, like it's only 30 minutes, it's only 30 minutes, it's only 30 minutes. And like, you hate having those students because you know, you don't want that to be your child one day. Mm -hmm. But I felt like, I realized those students were acting out because I was doing the same things they were getting all day long that they were horrible at. Right. So that was when I started, um, that, around that same time was when pinterest was being introduced to the world like you had to like <laughs> apply for an account i'm like yeah like did i get am i am i cool enough to have a pinterest account um which is like funny now like like anyone and their dog can now have a pinterest right. account. but back then and i realized they're okay if i'm here searching for speech stuff especially older speech stuff like there was nothing for speech in general but specifically for older students there's got to be other people too.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: that was when I, back in 2012, created my Beach Time Fun blog. Mm-hmm. And I honestly kept it as like a journal for myself. Like, here's just ideas that work for me. Mm-hmm. And if someone finds it and reads it, great. And if not, this is just therapeutic for myself. Right. Um, it was before I had kids. I had nothing better to do with my time. It was while I was watching Real Housewives and having a glass of wine. <laughs> and why not?
1: And it turned into something bigger than that. So that's awesome.
2: Who knew? Who knew that like the world of Pinterest and Google, people would find it. Right. Uh, And then after that, I realized, okay, I can help more. Um, People are looking for resources and looking for guidance more than just ideas and inspiration. And that was when I opened up my Teachers Pay Teacher store. Um, And then from there, I I created my social media accounts and just Mm -hmm. kept on sharing and inspiring and that was when I started doing professional development because I wanted to just keep on helping and giving. Okay. I, I felt like people were going out to conferences and walking out going, now what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that was great research. That, that's an ideal, you know, idea. If I only had one kid on my caseload, what right. about if you have the 65 like I do? Right. Right. I was <laughs> just going to say that.
0: And that's, so that's a lot for just, uh, fifth, sixth split in a building. So I'm at a elementary school where I have kindergarten through fifth grade. Now I do, there is another um, part-time SLP in my building that services K one and two, cause I have three self-contained rooms and then I have three, four, five. But I wanted to say, I admire you for sticking with the um, five, six split for so long because It's not that I dread my fifth graders. I love them. I just struggle with, they're not always engaged. And with the little ones, they're excited to come see me. And Mrs. Hensel, I want to play this game. And do I get another sticker? Or am I going to earn a sucker? Or whatever it may Mm -hmm. be. And my fifth graders are like, do we have to go now? And I struggle with that a lot. So how do you keep your older students, even though they're just fifth and sixth grade, I'm sure a lot of this applies to middle and high school students. How do you keep them engaged during speech therapy?
2: By really understanding where they come from and having that like in the back of your mind, like just like you said, you see them in kindergarten they're still there. Mm-hmm. They're still being pulled. They're becoming more and more aware. Like in kindergarten, the, the difference between them and their peers is not as drastic. Mm-hmm. They're not even aware that they're struggling academically because it might not be as severe at that time. It might just be like an, a little s lisp something or whatever. Mm-hmm. It might be some, It might be something big, but they're not so far behind yep. their peers. Right. The years go on they're now getting more aware learning is tough learning is frustrating they have a negative feeling about learning right and and here you are again that's that chipper slp coming into the room to pick you up again here she is again again (laughs) and johnny over there he doesn't have to come with me and he graduated that's not fair why do i have to go I want to graduate and and so they have you have to realize okay where they're coming from they might be embarrassed they might be frustrated they're annoyed they're tired of it and knowing that we have to have that like talk with them going I know like and that's like you know I'm starting with my groups like next week and I'm getting that spiel ready to go like I know Mm -hmm. but guess what we're gonna work together and one, if I want, if they want to, I ask them, what do you want to get out of this? Some of them mm-hmm. say like, okay, I want to be able to say this sound like I'm frustrated. I can't do it anymore. And we mm-hmm. have that conversation or some students are like, I want to graduate like Johnny over there. And we talk mm-hmm. about what they need to do to yes. get out. Like I mm-hmm. tell them, I go, my goal for you is for you not to need me anymore. Yes. Let's work together this year. And at the end of this year, I will be, I will be on your side mm-hmm. to prove to everyone else that you don't need to be here
1: that's, I think my favorite part of working with older kids too, is having them make their own goals. Cause I do that with my older Mm -hmm, kids I work mm -hmm. with too. And it's really interesting sometimes to hear, cause it's never, I mean, they're never going to spit out their goal that they will communicate with 80% accuracy. Mm -hmm. You know, that's (laughs) right. Right. So it's interesting the way that they describe it, whether it be speech sounds or social skills, that's a really interesting one too, to see how aware they are of those difficulties. Um, But it's really, I think, so good to maintain that knowledge of kind of what their goals are and mm-hmm. take that into account when you're making their goals.
2: And you never know, you might be working with a high school student whose ultimate goal is to ask someone to prom. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Ask a girl out on a date. You right. want to know that. Yep. Like we so can be that person. Like mm-hmm. we have that ability. Like we don't have that curriculum. We don't have mm-hmm. someone coming down our throat saying like, why are you not on chapter three at this time? Right. We can close our doors. And as long as we're working on our goals, like, we can right. make it totally relevant to their interests and like things. But so at the same time, point. like we want to be authentic. And like right. they can see right through us if we're like faking it. Like, right. Don't pretend you play Fortnite at night. when we, <laughs> They're going to be like, <laughs> stop. Like, will call you I, out that like, so I, quick. I, I, I tell them all the time. I go, I know about TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> I know about Fortnite. I don't play Fortnite. Right. So like, I tell them flat out, I'm aware of it. Right. We, can talk, like, we can talk about it, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I'm not doing it. Like, right. And that's
1: okay. Right. But good opportunities too for some of them to explain it to you. So like mm-hmm. fluency clients, it's re- I do that all the time. I'm like, okay, explain to me what Minecraft is because I don't get it. But mm-hmm. use your strategies while you're doing it. So great opportunity for it.
2: Even language. Mm-hmm. Minecraft compare and contrast minecraft and Fortnite. you have a Genius. session there that is gonna like last forever and they're gonna be so they're excited. they're gonna talk about it
0: afterwards
2: oh yeah the- and they
0: want to like prove to you that they know right. the differences and oh in this game you can do this but you can't do that like they
2: get very animated
0: mm-hmm. and into it
2: oh oh yeah one day I, ha- I had a group working on like multiple meaning words mm-hmm. so we created a um a diction of a, a Fortnite dictionary for teachers to teach us the terms yeah. and and I played dumb like I had no idea but like mm-hmm. the word skin I'm like oh so like my skin and they're like no Mrs. Sharman it's like the costumes you put on the Fortnite characters I'm like I would have been so confused oh. if I was playing Fortnite and I thought you were, like, taking off your real skin. I'd be, like, so scared. <laughs> and, like, you know, you play kind of yeah, dumb, but, like – Yeah, absolutely. And they were so into it. They were drew- making drawings for me. But, like, Love you it. were really working on multiple meaning words.
1: Right. And they Gun. didn't even know it was happening. Gone. That's awesome. (laughs) So what tips, I guess, do you have, I guess, going along with that a lot? What other tips and advice do you have, especially for newer SLPs? Because I remember myself as a CF going into, because I was in K through high school as well. So I was with these high school kids looking like a high schooler myself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to work with these kids and how I'm going to engage them. So I guess what tips would you give, especially for those newer SLPs and CFs? The
2: first one would be taking the time to build that rapport. Mm-hmm. It is so important. They're not going to take risks. They're not going to try hard. They're not going to do things that are difficult if they don't trust you. Right. Like have that, like when they walk into like your speech room, it's not like shoulders You can tell by their body language, how they feel about being there. Right. You want them to come in and be like, yeah. just so relaxed. Mm-hmm. Like you guys can see, but I'm, I'm sitting relaxed in my chair. <laughs> right. um, but that like, and even you know, in the beginning of the year, taking the time for also them to get to know you. It's not just all about like, don't do just all about me stuff. You can complete an all about me activity and have them getting to know you. Mm -hmm. Um, But also throughout the year, ask them about their baseball game. Ask them about, you know, did you, win in Fortnite last night did you play soccer at recent like ask them about different things that are exciting to them Mm -hmm. when they walk like while they're walking in the room while you're waiting for the other students to come in there's always time don't feel like you have to jump right into collecting data and working Mm -hmm. on a goal like you're not going to get them to show their true colors if you don't spend the time to just make them feel comfortable. Yes, that's definitely tip number one. Tip number two is really truly understanding why they're there and why you're working on the goals you're working mm-hmm. on. Um, realizing, like one of my favorite quotes is by Einstein: "Like you do the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, it's like insanity." Yep. Like, <laughs> like I said before, you can't. Like these students have been exposed to main idea. They've been exposed to inferential questions. They've been exposed right. to sequencing of events. Someone in their academic career, maybe even another speech therapist. Worked on it with them. It didn't stick. Right. Okay. But, and then also thinking about, okay, so those teachers are, they're modifying their education of the curriculum to teach it to them. We're giving them supplemental education. So what can we do differently than they are doing to Mm -hmm. work on those goals? And also realizing why are they struggling? So thinking about, okay, so if a kid is not, in order for a student to answer a main idea question, Mm -hmm. what language things do they need to do? Well, they need to understand the text or what was heard. They need to understand the vocabulary words that are in there in order to be able to understand it. They need to understand syntax, so they understand if it happened in the past, present, or future. They yeah. need to understand like all these different things need to be intact in order for them to be successful mm-hmm. on those goals. Oh, and then also the question that you ask them—if they don't have WH questions, like psh, they don't even know what it's you out said. The door. Yeah. Right? If they don't know how to formulate a sentence, they're not going to be able to complete a complete sentence to say the answer right so where are they breaking down and why and spending that time to figure it out whether it is during an evaluation time whether if it's a new kid on your case that had already been classified taken that don't just jump into the goal that was given to you you might have been in like you might have inherited like a goal right take the time to find out why right you don't have the, even if you have the paperwork t- like after you do those all about me activities do some probing and see where the breakdown is where are they struggling mm-hmm. if i um give them an easier reading passage with easier vocabulary are they able to do it if i take the reading piece out and just if i read it to them can mm-hmm. they do it figuring out where the breakdown is and then you'll be more successful because we want to we want to show our students that they can be successful right. our ultimate goal isn't for them to be lifers we want right. them to like be right. able to do it without us so <laughs> yeah understanding and having a true looking at the full picture and not just jumping and also not taking that annual goal and working on that exact same thing all year long. And like, over and, and over being like, if that, then you're testing, you're just constantly testing right. so you need to mm-hmm. teach them. Right. So, so all those different things. <laughs> yeah, Hallie, I'm just,
0: I'm curious. I know you mentioned you're going to start pulling groups next week. Are you guys starting in person or are you virtual or how does that look?
2: Both. I don't know how it looked. And <laughs> um, so. About a fourth of my caseload is virtual right now.
0: Okay, I was going to ask um, if you like have difficulty engaging them through the computer because I know that's really challenging. My district right now is virtual through the end of October and I've started pulling groups and it's I have kids like flopping around in the background or you're always going to have like technology issues. So I wondered how that looks for you.
2: Well, I did virtual learning in the spring. So yes. I found that luckily in the spring, the students already knew me and we already had a routine going. But as long as I kept that routine, that was all that mattered. Right. And I found that once they saw that like my virtual sessions were just as fun as my in-person sessions, they kept coming back. Old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they were done. They're like, this is like normalcy. It was fun. They got to see their peers like, oh, hey, William, what's up? We were in speech yes. together there. Like now we're here. Yeah. So that's something like I'm planning on doing next week. Like, when you, when you log on, these are the routines, you know, press mute, wait to be spoken to, let's have chat while we're waiting for the other students to come in, that's allowed. Mm-hmm. When Mrs. Sherman says it's time to press mute, it's mute time, like having those routines in place, but still doing like almost picture yourself in your speech room mm-hmm. yeah. and then you'll be successful. Like Like don't think about the screen, like right now we're having a dialogue through a screen right. and, and we're able to do it because, like right. as if we were in person, like as if we were at like, you know, Starbucks sitting for coffee because right. we're not thinking of the screen as a problem, a challenge. Right.
1: Yep. So, I think that's such a good point though, because right, when you, when you open up your group sessions in your speech room, you start by laying down the rules. So listen, wait for others to finish. It's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. So if you... I think it's really important to take the time to do that in your virtual group sessions too. I didn't even really think about that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really, really good point. Um, Do you have any, I guess, virtual and in-person special like activities that you really, really enjoy doing again, either virtual or in-person that you've really had success with? So I am fortunate that I always used Technology in mm-hmm. a way. So it was very easy to
2: transfer over to virtual. And that's something like in my in person students, we're going to be doing the same activities. Right. Mm-hmm. Why, why reinvent any wheels? Why be like lysoling for 30 hours like mm-hmm. after each session? I don't have to, I have five minutes in between each group. Like right. I need to wipe it down and like let's move, move on, on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So um, one of my favorite things is using um, like Pixar short films, like YouTube, mm-hmm. using YouTube. One for your avoidant readers: there's no reading. <laughs> Two, students love YouTube, but they haven't seen all of these, so why not incorporate their mo- interests and motivations? And then um, it just changes it up from like they've been reading all day. Let's let's right. have fun with it. And oh, guess what? It's free. Yeah, so why
1: not? I love it. So I yeah, love- I love
2: using the you can work on any goal with it. That's the best part.
0: We actually have a future episode based all around Just. that because we love it too. It's such a good idea. Mm-hmm. For
1: sure. Yeah. Well, Hallie, I think that might be all we have for you. We love hearing all of this though, for sure. And our listeners, I have been on your website, but for our listeners that haven't gone to your website, definitely check um, Hallie's website out because there are a lot of really good resources and her Teachers Pay Teachers site. Um, anything else that I'm missing that- Instagram. She's on you all of it. You can find me we'll on Instagram, yeah.
2: Facebook, Teachers Pay Teachers, yep. my blog, Speech Time Fun. I have podcast. Yep. My podcast is SLP Coffee Talk. Yes. Um, and that's where I'm always sharing low prep therapy ideas to keep your students motivated and keep you sane.
1: And it's a good listen. So <laughs> definitely listen to her and we'll be on there at some point too. So listen. To us. <laughs>
0: well, thank you so much again. This was awesome. And We have new ideas to try thanks to you. My pleasure. Thank you so
2: much for having me.
1: Thanks. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us what would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. Just some last minute ideas for these older kids in this population to implement in your speech therapy sessions. Rachel and I were trying to come up with a list of things that we have used and um, maybe even things that we've been wanting to try. So we hope this helps. Just a really short list of things you can start trying if you've are feeling kind of stuck with some of your older kids and their motivation level. The first one is song lyrics. So implementing this, you can do in a lot of ways. You can do it when you're targeting speech sounds. So you can print off the lyrics and kind of highlight each word that has a specific sound. Um, This is especially awesome, I feel like, if it's a newer a newer song and something that they really like listening to or a favorite band or whatever it is highly motivating because this is something very different that I feel like they wouldn't really get to do a lot in speech therapy or in school. Something else could be Ask Siri. So this can be worked on with speech sound or language because you're practicing um, either coming up with sentences or saying the specific sounds. And kids think it's awesome when you bring out your phone in a speech therapy session because they're like, oh, my teacher has a phone. It's like something they know, but also something that, you know, we don't ever really Uh, We're never on our phones around them, so it's something that is um, fun for them and different for them if you're incorporating that Ask Siri option. And sometimes Siri can have some funny responses, so it makes for a little bit more of a relaxed session and a fun session. Another thing that I've done, and I know Rachel had done as well, is have our kids do morning announcements. Now, at the school I worked at, um, our kids would always be a part of everyday morning announcements. There was a cycle of each grade. And The kids that were in speech class with me, we would prepare them beforehand on what they were going to say, especially if this was a kid that was harder to be understood. Um, And this, again, can be targeted both speech sounds or with language because you want them to be able to communicate effectively when everyone's listening. And that can put a lot of stress on them. So practicing that ahead of time as part of your speech therapy sessions pertaining to their goals could be a really fun thing to do because it's something that they're probably thinking about and anticipating doing. And what good practice for them to use their speech and language skills that they're learning and very motivational for them as well because how good they're going to feel when they do well after it. Another thing is journaling. This is something that I have my older kids, especially junior high and high school do. Um, I have them start with their goals for the year. So, kind of like Hallie was saying, and what we were talking about is, it's so important to talk to kids about what their goals are for themselves, even if it doesn't relate to their speech and language. Guys, you should know what it is. Like Hallie said, maybe it's asking a girl to prom. Maybe it's getting some sort of um, score on Fortnite. I'm sorry, I don't know anything about Fortnite, but maybe it's something like that. But the goal is to them for them to recognize their goals and then talk about how they can get there. You can incorporate your goals. Just be flexible with this, guys, um, because you want to get to know them and you want to get to know – their dreams and their aspirations, and that's a really important part of building report. And we keep saying this, but building report is just as important, if not more important than collecting data. So it's worth it to spend the time on this. Um, a part of journaling could also be their speech therapy journey. So what they feel they've done well, what they really want to work on, um, how the speech therapy session went if they did their homework. There's a lot of different journaling that can happen. And this is something that you can either have them take home or, um, you can keep it in your speech room and you guys can do it together. So I love, I love the journaling aspect. I think it's such good practice for language. Another one is using, um, a letter board or like any type of dry erase boards or anything that, um, they can touch and they can feel. So I have my kids do like word games, especially kids that I am practicing sounds with. So we'll, um, use like letter boards and dry erase boards and have them write it out. And it's just fun. And it's tactile for them. And it's so much better than just drill. I feel like, especially for these kids that are working on sounds well into like fifth, sixth grade, we got to change it up, do something different, get up, go outside when it was nice out. If you live somewhere where maybe it's nice in Ohio, it was only nice a couple of days of the year. But um, if you live somewhere that's nice year round, that's something really fun to do too, is going outside and having speech outside just on the on a bench or on the blacktop and just having a different experience. And we want to drill home what Hallie said about, you know, you really want to assess your why are they still here. So you want to do things a little differently. They've been in speech therapy for however long and, you know, clearly they continue are continuing to have these difficulties. So let's try something different and let's try something that they are going to want to do too, because if they don't want to do it, they're not going to make any progress. So finding things that they like and that pertain to their life is just so huge. And that comes back kind of to the journaling and the getting to know them so that you are incorporating things that they are going to be motivated by. And I think that's the take home from this is really just to kind of stray away from our drill practices and to really build that rapport with all of your clients and their families.
0: Well, that wraps up this episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again. And as always, you can find me, Rachel, on Instagram at supersweetspeech. And if you or anyone you know is in need of speech therapy in Southeast Michigan, feel free to email me at speech is super sweet at gmail. You can also follow the Let's Talk About Speech podcast on both Facebook and Instagram, so make sure you give those a like and a follow. And do not forget to check out our website, letstalkaboutspeech.com.
1: And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at kindly underscore speech or my Facebook page, Kindly Speech LLC. And if you or anyone you know in the Virginia or Ohio area is in need of speech teletherapy, please contact me. My email is kindlyspeechllc at gmail.com. And Rachel and I also have an email for the podcast. If you want to email any of your suggestions or any questions, please do so. Let's talk about speechpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening as always. And we will hear from you guys soon. Bye.